I'm back. Today's episode, um, I feel like I start like that every single time. <laughs> Do you know, like a reporter and you're broadcasting news. Well, I'm broadcasting spiritual news, aren't I? Um, yeah, so expect the unexpected. What do I mean? So in this mini series, um, I'm focusing on rebuilding. That's what I feel like God's given me the word for this year. Um, this is a year of rebuilding for my life. Um, and when we look at the process of rebuilding, like, let me give the example, carry on with the example actually, um, from the first episode of this series. And I spoke about like a house um, and how everything's being built and the foundation um, and what that process looks, looks like as God being the architecture, um, you know, the head builder, whatever you want to call him in, in your life. And I think to add on to that, um, what I have seen, as I said, you know, there was a family member who, um, their background, the industry was construction. Um, so I saw certain things, um, growing up in terms of certain parts of the building process that other people wouldn't get to see um, from the very grass itself um, to seeing the land of where something is going to be built to the finished process I've seen each stage um, walked on the scaffolding and all that kind of stuff and one of the things that I also saw um, was there was a lot of unexpectedness can I say that um in the building process and it can be both good and bad actually there's things where sometimes the builders are surprised of how quick something was finished or how well a material took to a certain part of um, the building process even though they know about it or it could be like a new material or new piece of equipment that they haven't used before and they're, they're surprised of how well the process has gone um but i want to kind of focus more on the negative side um it's different for me i try not to focus on the negative but i think you have to you have to understand the world we live in has good and bad so it, it's something that needs to be spoken about um so let's focus more on the um the downers um but still remember the whole process in itself um is something that is 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 something that is going to be what's the word it's going to better your life um so essentially there is good ultimately that will come out of it but we can't deny as human beings that there is negative parts of the process you know, I don't want to make everything out to be a bed of roses. Um, well, actually, actually, with that phrase, roses have thorns. So, um, yeah, I think that's a good phrase because roses have thorns. And in order to have a rose, you have to pluck the thorns. Um, so, yeah, I like that. 
Um, so yes, it is a bed of roses with the thorns before you pluck them. Um, but my anchor scripture today is Nehemiah um, 4, and this is 1 to 6. Let me read it for you. If you hear any like small popping noises or drops, it sounds like it drops. It's rain and I record by my window. It's the best place for me to record. So yeah, it's subtle, but you probably may hear it. Um, so let's go from verse one. I think it's Sanbalat. Sanbalat? Um, yeah, Sanbalat was very angry when he learned that we were rebuilding the wall. He flew into a rage and mocked the Jews, saying in front of his friends and to the Sumerian army officers, what does this bunch of poor feeble Jews think they're doing? Do they think they can build the wall in a single day by just offering a few sacrifices? Do they think they can make something of stones from a rubbish heap and charred ones at that. Tobiah the Ammonite, who was standing beside him, remarked, that stone wall would collapse if even a fox walked along the top of it. Then I prayed, hear us, O God, for we are being mocked. May their scoffing fall back on their own heads and may they themselves become captives in a foreign land. Do not ignore their guilt. Do not blot out their sins, for they have provoked you to anger here in front of the builders. At last the wall was completed to half its height around this, the entire city, for the people had worked with enthusiasm. So let's break that down. Um, so this morning, I was, you know, got up early, um, which I, I, I do, to be honest, I, I like to get up before other people so I can just have the kitchen to myself because shared accommodation, there could be conversation, noise, all that type of stuff. And I just like to have a peaceful morning, just taking my, my day, I like to start my day very slow actually, um, yeah less about that um and coming towards the end of breakfast i was like you know what i actually want to ride on a scooter today you know those electronic scooters um i think they're in every city um yeah i wanted to ride one of them i said okay well because of the time it is people won't be up yet driving to work um and it's bright enough and um, the weather's fine and I want to do this you know um, I wanted to ride on them for quite some time actually but today I had the confidence to do it and I just kind of wanted to ride around the city itself and just yeah have fun on it so finished my breakfast got myself ready um, but in the process of getting ready I'm hearing some noise and I'm thinking, hmm, what's this? Um, and then it gets, it increases and I'm like, this is rain. Sometimes because of just 
where I live, um, when you live by um, docks, um, you just get more wind than normal because like, yeah, the city is exposed to water. So sometimes that same sound is just wind. So um, I open my blind and lo and behold, I see droplets on the glass and um, I do see rain. And I literally, <laughs> I just stopped and I was like, I can't ride a scooter today because I don't have, um, I don't have a coat with a hood and like, I don't have my contacts so I wear my glasses 24 seven. And anybody who has glasses, that combined with water means blurry vision and I'm not looking for a scooter crash. So yeah, I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't like fussed about either getting my hair wet. Um, it was about the vision and it's dangerous. So um, I literally stood there and I was thinking, okay, maybe it will stop, but it didn't stop. And it's still carrying on now. It slowed down quite a lot, but it's still carrying on now. Um, and I literally was like, this is interesting, God. I finally have the courage to go on a scooter. Um, I even paid, like, when I was just before, I think when I was at the, the breakfast table. But I paid anyway for my 24-hour pass. So my intention was fully there. Um, started putting on my lipstick and everything. Like, my intention was fully there. There was no, mm, ready. I even, like, you know, had my jumper on and everything. And I stopped and I paused and I was like, okay, God, what do you want to teach me? Um, because I am disappointed, I'm not going to lie. I was ready to roam around my city. Um, and I've seen those scooters and they go fast. So I was just ready to just live my best life <laughs> on them. And I'm like, well, what do you want to teach me? Because now that I decide to do it, the weather's different. And I've already started putting on my makeup. Or I've already, you know, got part of myself ready. So that thought's marinating. I just carry on and just finish lining my lips because I do the liner and the, the inside. Um, so I just finished getting my makeup done and then I stopped and I said, you know, what, actually, I can still go on a walk. Um, but then I, I felt like, nah, I'm not going to do that because um, I have an umbrella. So, yeah, I decided not to do that. And essentially, while I'm getting finishing off now, getting ready, I, li I literally just felt the Holy Spirit saying the unexpected. And I'm like, hmm, what do you mean? Um, and then I get the, the title, Expect the Unexpected. Um, if you heard anything, that was just my phone, my, my morning app. <laughs> um, sorry about that. And I'm like, explain more. What do you mean, God? What do you mean? And I started thinking about what my morning Bible study was about, which is um, Nehemiah. I have a short Bible plan um, and it focuses on the rebuilding of the wall and stuff like that. 
and this part came to me um, because the rebuilding of the wall was not a smooth process and this particular part of Nehemiah came to me and I said oh okay I get it um, and what I was learning when I was preparing for this episode is this I had made a decision in my heart to ride the scooter prepared myself through getting ready paid for the um my 24 hour pass and even while it started raining i still had that idea in my head okay maybe it will slow down and the disappointment came after but stick with me you'll see where i'm going um but essentially my intention was right and when we look at the the rebuilding of the wall and we look at the history of the Israelites um, following from them coming out of captivity and now there's that rebuilding their intention is right the intention is there and even when the unexpected happens it doesn't change your intention in terms of there's no condemnation in what you set out to do. I think the lie of the enemy is, it's trying to, I think he tries to make us feel as though we should have never started in the first place. And when like we look at those particular first scriptures and they mock Israel and they say, even a fox, if a fox was to walk on top of the wall, it would collapse. Now, anyone who has seen a fox, um, some foxes are the size of like small dogs. Um, the biggest fox I've seen is like the size of like a medium size, medium to small dog. Foxes are not big at all. Neither are foxes. Um, they don't have a lot of muscle mass on them. So they're not heavy animals. So if you can just picture the level of insult um, that was being spoken towards them and spoken over their life the enemy really tried in this particular scripture these kings really tried to discourage the people of israel from rebuilding and um you know i was thinking when i was um when the disappointment set in and i was like okay well obviously i'm gonna have to change my clothes because i'm not going out now um Again, I felt just the ministering of the Holy Spirit of you will have a time where you can go out and ride on the scooter and enjoy yourself. And it doesn't mean that because it didn't happen today, it doesn't mean that it won't happen. I think when we look at this rebuilding of the wall, um, the enemy tries to speak lies over us and then the disappointment sets in because when when that was being ministered to me as i was um changing into my, my houseware um i realized that it's not the end it's literally just raining and actually um it can change later on in the afternoon and i can go go out again on um again we'll go out actually for the first time on the scooter but it's the whole thought process of saying no to God because the thing is God had already foretold of, of the rebuilding process in Israel 
And here are these kings who don't know God's previous word, who are not walking with God, discouraging the children of Israel and trying to make them feel like it was ridiculous to even start building in the first place because um, backstory, which is not explained in obviously the first one to six verses, um, but it's explained the rest of Nehemiah is the people who were rebuilding the wall, they weren't professionals. Um, they had different occupations. So you've got different men and women. That's something I learned today. I didn't even know women were also part of the process. Um, you've got different men and women rebuilding um, the wall and they're coming together following the instructions and essentially they don't know what they're doing but they're doing it and God's hands on their life and it's, it's working and I think when we look at the rebuilding process in our lives I want you to understand that when the unexpected happens it doesn't mean that God's word the initial word he gave you was wrong um it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that you were silly to start in the first place it doesn't mean that now you should stop and give up it just means in the process you're learning another lesson and if you want to call it a quick pause it's a quick pause that's all it is um because as you look through the rest of nehemiah as we go through it more um probably in another episode um the good news is they finished the wall now remember i just said these are people who are not professionals um in this this um industry of work but yet they they finished the wall and let that be an encouragement to even though you don't know what the future holds even though financially right now um things may be the lowest even though health wise because obviously covid um or other family members things are different things are slower um connections relationships job jobs um different different things like maybe different in your life still trust that the rebuilding process is still happening and even though you may have taken that internal pause um let's go a step further a step deeper and i want you to understand that god actually hasn't paused like and i think for me i forget that sometimes because when it's like god you know what? i just need a, i just need a week from not reading praying seeking your faith i just need a week off um and yes i do have those times um because it's very unrealistic from the age of when you become a Christian to when you die to read your Bible every single day the same amount of time with the same highlighters you know um, the same just the, everything being perfect it's impossible it doesn't happen um, so when I say God I just I just need to step back for just just this week because I just I'm feeling it doesn't even have to be frustrated but sometimes I just feel like I'm not hearing what I think I should be hearing or it just feels like I'm not really understanding what God's trying to tell me. And I find that in that week, um, silently, as, as, I, as I'm going about my day, God's actually working within me what he intends for me to learn. So the week after, where I say, okay, God, um, I'm going to go back to that scripture or start something new. Everything that he was teaching me the week before, I, it's clicking and I'm understanding now. 
So I want you to understand that even if you take a pause, um, or even if a pause happens that wasn't your intention to take, but circumstances of life um, made you take that pause. Remember, God initially hasn't taken that pause and he continues that rebuilding process. I think I want you to understand as well that um, with the unexpected, there is lessons that God wants us to learn. Like, I believe I'm going to heaven. When I die, I will be in the presence of my Lord and Saviour. But what's important, that is important to know and remember, but what's also important is the life I live now. And I want us to come out of this mindset of, um, let's just, you know, when the wall's done, this is what we're gonna do, this is what we're gonna enjoy. Let's just keep our eyes on, on, on the, the finished process of the wall. And I want you to have that as a focus, but I believe that God also wants us to focus on the process itself. Because the thing is, um, while you are in this process of God rebuilding, there is things that you will be able to learn, things that he will remove from you, things that he will implement and put within you. And initially by that, that end of the rebuilding process for this season of your life, you will find that you are a better person character-wise. You, your, your thoughts are better. Um, they are another level of who you're meant to be, not in comparison to other people or in comparison to the people in the bible um but to who you used to be yesterday and i think god wants us to understand that he will finish what he has started you know so many times this this year already and i know we're only three months in soon going on four there's so many times where i felt like god's forgotten me and God, oh, it gets me emotional because, you know, part of the human complexity within within everyone, regardless of what your childhood, your teenagehood um, life was like, because again, the battle we fight is not against flesh and blood. There's times where, whether it's for a split second or a long season, where you think that God has forgotten you. And I have felt that like God has forgotten me and he he's been reminding me constantly that Ronnie I haven't forgotten you and forgotten you and um he would just keep on taking me back to Jeremiah um 29 11 and I would just just read that I would literally stop what I'm doing and just read it um and I want us to understand that and I think let me go over verse four and five because it really will hit home um, when you understand that God will start and continue and finish what he has already ordained in your life. So um, I'm going from verse four. Then I prayed, hear us, O God, for we are being mocked. May, they, may their scoffing fall back on their own heads and may they themselves become captives in a foreign land. Do not ignore their guilt. Do not blot out their sins for they have provoked you to anger here in front of the builders. For me, um, 
that's powerful because here are these kings these people who it's none of their business and um, they weren't in captivity like the children of Israel coming from captivity and start rebuilding but yet they feel the need to try and discourage them and I think I don't really want to focus on people per se um, but I want to focus on thoughts I want to focus on habits I want to focus on the lies of the enemy and I want us to understand that there will be some habits that you just all of a sudden start picking up but it's destructive to the rebuilding process of your life and you may think well where has this come from I never started feeling or thinking like this or acting like this and essentially it is a lie and a strategic plan of the enemy for um, the building process in your life to to be stopped I personally don't believe the enemy can stop it but he wants us to believe that it can be stopped but essentially hindered he know he knows that um, there can be pauses in our life like when we look at I think was it Daniel who was praying um, he prayed to God for something and I think it took 21 days for the response and the angel who came um, to deliver the answer was like um, God already heard your prayer but um, I was wrestling um, essentially with Satan um, I can't remember the name he called him exactly I would have to go back in the scripture but he was wrestling with him um, because he wanted to prevent um, or, or for me I understand it as hindering um, the prayer coming to you because remember the angel had already said God has already answered your prayer so Daniel was already going to receive it but again for the 21 days you know I could only imagine how the enemy was trying to frustrate him and make him feel as though um, has God really heard your prayer even though he's <laughs> even though he's wrestling with the angel who has the prayer in their hands and I think I want you to really really picture that that when you feel as though God hasn't forgotten you, the enemy himself, I mean, God has forgotten you. The enemy himself um, is, he can see the answers, he can see God's heart for you. And yet he turns back around to you and tries to make you feel as though God's heart is so cold towards you. Like, does God even have a heart? So remember, lies of the enemy every single time you hear them i beg you please reject them do not entertain them that's something that i'm coming to learn in the maturity of my faith there were so many times where i felt like oh i'm just gonna um, ponder over this thought you know just for a few minutes as soon as those thoughts come now i just feel the holy spirit saying reject it one time do not even give it a foothold in your life because um oh i can't remember the video but i was watching a video and um someone was saying that the enemy seeks to have i think a foothold is a small like if you picture it a small gap between the door because essentially he wants to have the stronghold and the stronghold is when the door is wide open and he's inside of that room but essentially all he he needs initially is a small gap to enter in so that small gap of 
you feeling as though maybe I just I don't know maybe it's just me why I've started this habit or this thought process you give that to God straight away and you reject that because if you know God has given you the word of rebuilding in your life then that habit that action that um, thought process is literally an attack for the rebuilding of your life and you can't accept it because it's coming from you because that's one of the things that I'm learning and I think I'll continue to learn is well you know it's me I'm the one who has that thought or I'm the one who has that habit I'm the one who's fulfilling that action but what God reminds me is yes we live in a sinful world and we ourselves as people we sin we fall short of his glory but always remember with that that there is an enemy who never sleeps and who never slumbers and he's always the one trying to influence that habit that thought that action in your life to grow deeper and to cause chaos and infect the rest of your life so no it's not you no it's not you and even if you've been struggling with that habit for 15 years even if you've been struggling with that thought that level of anxiety from since you was a child it's still not you and that that's the case for me because you know i i now um you know i i i now am in a place of of, of my life where i've you know seen by the holy spirit showing me and admitted and and being in humility and said god okay i recognize that i've been struggling with anxiety from since i was a child and um there was reasons for it um and i think also as well it's a, it was a learned behavior because if you do have people in your life who struggle with certain things as a child you you feed off of it you pick up on it and then it, it then it then try to it becomes who you are but then god does not want that lie to be your identity is where i'm trying to go with this um so while i'm saying god this is my identity um this is what i've known from since a very young age the holy spirit's just saying to me well i know that has become a part of who you are but ultimately the finished person of who you are that that um righteousness and gloriousness of what i've ordained you to be that's not a part of the finished process of your life so even though right now at this age of 24 you are still struggling with anxiety um i see i see the rest of your life i see how your life finishes and i know that that is something that will be removed along your life so even though it has become your identity it's not your identity and it can be it can be something hard to understand sometimes because it's like what do you mean essentially even though I am not that person in every area yet of my life who is humble and kind and, and loving and righteous um, eventually I will become that person um, and walk into glory with God when my when it's the end of my life and that is the person i was always meant to be and i think that's what we have to remember so the the lies that have become a part of our identity let god change that because who you are that he he has ordained you to be those lies are not a part of his will for for you so 
you know, when we see um, the lies being spoken over the children of Israel as they're um, rebuilding, you know, I love the part where it says, hear us, O God, for we are being marked. You have to remember this, and this is why I don't, you know, I've chosen not to focus on relationships, like interactions with people, but you, me, um, your thoughts that are seeds of the enemy, lies and doubts of the enemy, are essentially mocking the rebuilding process of your life for this season. So surrender that over to God. I think so many times we, we go to extremes. We either completely deny or we completely accept everything. And that is not helpful because I can't accept every lie that comes my way. But what I can't do as well when the lie comes my way is to say, oh, no, it's all right. I, 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 I can do everything in my own strength. No, I have to come in that middle ground and say, God, this lie, this en the enemy has been trying to sow this in my life for so many years. And I have found that somewhere along the line, I've accepted this lie. But your word says that this is not who I truly am and this is not who you see me to be. So Father, remove this from me. And this may take some years, but what I do know, dear God, is that when that time comes, I will be that person you call me to be. So Father, right now and in the here um, of this season of my life, I'm struggling, dear God, so much, but... I know that there is better yet to come. And um, what I want us to understand is this. When, you know, we go to verse five and we see that they try to mock the children of Israel um, and they made sure they did it in front of the builders because it says here, um, for they have provoked you to anger here in front of the builders. They wanted to discourage discourage that rebuilding process why is it that they couldn't have gone to the people who weren't rebuilding no they tried to attack there and then what they saw god was doing so that area of your life that thought process that habit that action that is attacking the rebuilding process of your life please know that God has every single intention to defend you, to back you, and to fight the things and the lies of the enemy of that area of your life. I think it's important for you to understand that trusting God through the unexpected and knowing that he will keep his word. I want to turn quickly just to, um, where is it now? Psalms psalms 28 um verse 14 close your eyes for me because i want you to just pause right now and allow the holy spirit to speak this into who you are Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently 
for the Lord. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. As you open your eyes, I want you to just reflect on that promise. Reflect on that promise for this rebuilding process of your life. And I want you to understand that in the waiting process, be courageous. And it can be hard because I know some of you may be thinking, well, hold on, Ronnie. Waiting is hard enough as it is. But now you want me to wait courageously? Um, that's a lot. As well as some of you may say, well, okay, I'll try. But how do I do that? How do I wait courageously? This is how you do it. This is the way that I best understand it. Um, my definition does not trump all definitions. This is how I am trying to walk it out in the season of my life and God will tailor it to you. But let me just share. How I'm doing it is, as I'm coming to the word of God, every time I feel frustration, as I'm understanding that I don't know everything in this rebuilding process of my life, when those fears, those lies, the anxiousness of the enemy, when I feel that trying to stop or hinder or suffocate the plans that the Lord has ordained for me, I'm reminded that God has brought me this far and he won't stop. I'm reminded of my past and when I'm reminded of my past and I see the hand of God over all that he's done for me, a courage starts to build up in my heart and a confidence starts to circle around me and a smile beams on my face because I have been through some very difficult moments and my God did not let me down. It's not just he just came through. He worked out those situations for my good and now some of them I'm actually reaping the benefits of him being my Lord and Saviour, not of what I've done, but just him loving me. I'm reaping those benefits. And that's what I'm coming to understand of being courageous, is being confident in who God is. The problem that many of us have, and it's even things that God is working out of me, is we try to be confident of what he's done. And then what happens is we go into our memory bank and we look at certain situations that kind of doesn't seem like it was worked out for our good. And then we get disheartened because we're like, well, not everything in life has worked out for my good. Certain things I'm still suffering from or certain things I haven't even seen um, the goodness of the Lord in yet. So 
hmm, I can't be confident. That's where you go wrong. That's where we go wrong. That's where I go wrong. What you should look at is the confidence of the character of God. You cannot tell me from the scriptures, from your life, from the testimony of other people that God's character has changed even an ounce. So therefore, the confidence, the courageousness must be rooted in who God is and because I have seen who God is in my life even in my own situations where I'm still kind of suffering because of what other people have done um or things that I did and I didn't realize the impact and I'm suffering because physically I may not have gained back what I lost but spiritually and I know sometimes it's like, okay, Ronnie, that's great, but I want the both. You have to understand in this world, there's loss. There's loss and there's gain. That's what heaven, um, that's what makes heaven different. There's only goodness and joy. Um, but in this world, there is the negative as well as there's the good. But I want you to understand within that, and something that God is, is teaching me is even the things that I have lost, because, for example, some of you may say, OK, I've lost a relationship because this person's actually passed away and they're never coming back. And that's something, you know, you can't say, oh, what maybe one day like they're not coming back in this lifetime. But it's understanding in that process of what God allowed you to learn in that relationship with them. It's understanding that in, in those moments of loss of who God is and when you actually look back and you look at that, you can then have a confident joy in who God is. You actually can have confidence and be courageous in who God is because knowing who God is, you know that even in situations that you don't understand or you may be suffering in because right now this has not been the breakthrough or right now, this is a permanent loss, whether it be a relationship, whether it be something health-wise. Um, but it's understanding that God is still good. And in his goodness, ultimately, when everything is concluded in every season, there is something that God has placed within you that has made you a better person. So when the word of God says, wait patiently on the Lord and be courageous, you can actually be courageous and confident in waiting for the Lord, even when it kind of seems like, and people may say, well, actually, I'm looking at your circumstances and um, um, I don't really think you should be waiting <laughs> patiently. Okay, cool, if you want to wait, but at least, ugh confidently that that's that's a far stretch and no i think what we need to learn and understand is when we look at hope hope is not a separate item in a box and then god opens the box and gives it to us hope is god himself love is god himself joy is god himself this is who he is this is his characteristics so when you hope in God and you wait patiently on God, you're doing it in God. You're doing it because of God. You're doing it with the help of God. 
Um, so expect the unexpected. Does that mean that you um, should not allow moments of frustration and anger when the unexpected may have hit you really, really hard? No, have those moments. God wants you to express yourself and have those moments. It's unrealistic to just say, oh, I, I just, I'll come on my knees. No, I do come on my knees. But best believe some, some words are flying in the air. <laughs> best believe there is some like, yeah, but God, how could you do this? I have those conversations. But again, ultimately in who I am, in who God has called me to be, after I have those moments of um, frustration, and it, it may not just be a one day thing, it could be a week, but after that week, I come to the presence of God and I say, God, I've let it all out now. I've hashed out what I needed to hash out with you. But even though I feel like it's not working out the way I want it to, or I feel like it's not working out the way you ordained, even though I don't know what exactly you ordained, but this is how I'm feeling. And ultimately, I'm just gonna trust in who you are because you've always been good to me and you won't stop. There's no, he's been good so far yet. There's no yet when it comes to God. He just always will be good to you. Um, so yeah, expect the unexpected with the guidance and the love of God in your life. Um, yeah, okay. I think I'm gonna go now. <laughs> we should do this again. Well, you know where to find me.